This is magpie violence time. <laughs> See, I picture magpie violence the same as the video of Bingus attack. Oh no, <laughs> not Bingus. Oh my god. Bingus with hooves. No. No. <laughs> Don't put that curse in my head. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, he already looks so terrible. Are hoops really gonna make a difference? Yes. What the? F I have no context for the bangers conversation oh, no. going on right now. I also don't know where it came from. Only that now it is everywhere. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of bangers. I mean, I've seen it on Tumblr, but why are we talking about it right now? <laughs> <sighs> because this is our intro. <laughs> no, this is not bangers. That's our intro. Welcome to the Bingus podcast, where we talk about Bingus <laughs> for an hour. Welcome to Bingus and Bingus. I'm your host, Bingus. I'm Bingus. Oh, and I'm also Bingus, apparently. <laughs> and today we have our very special guest. Bingus. Everyone, welcome Bingus. to Bingus. <laughs> And welcome back to Friday Night Fandom. I'm your host, Magpie, and these are my two co-hosts, Reziat and Ellie. Hello. Hello. And today we have a very special guest, so give a warm welcome to M. How about you introduce yourself, M? Oh, I'd love to. So, <laughs> hi guys, I'm M. I'm Sheeter at the Green April on Tumblr. And I'm an artist and occasional analyst and writer. You mean Yay. a hella good analyst and writer? Shut up, my pie. <laughs> Very good. We can talk all day about that. But, but we won't. But we won't. She's going to help <laughs> us talk about today's episode, which is comments on art, fanfiction, and edits. Because commenting is an important thing. It can either make someone's day or make them never want to create again intense i wrote that but it's so true yeah it was very nice <laughs> thank you it's very true though it is which is why we're having this episode yeah mm -hmm. so um what's your experience with writing and reading comments mm, so i think for reading comments you already summed it up pretty well a nice comment can really make your day shoot your motivation up to 10,000. And I think even a small comment on like seeing that somebody added your art to their oh, this art slaps tag can really give you that burst of serotonin that lets you continue with your work and become a motivated contributor to the fandom. On writing comments, I have to say that it's also in my experience very different from art and fake because obviously it's just it takes a lot more time to read a fake and give it the proper attention to write a comment that I want to write for a fake than for a piece of art. So I have to admit myself that on fake I either don't comment and it added to my list of fakes that I will definitely eventually comment on and then hopefully one day write a half page long essay. But for art, I think it's very easy to just look at one thing on the art that catches your eye and put in the tags. Like, oh god, guys, I'm so sorry, I'm so nervous. Um, it's okay, you're doing good. You're doing, good. You're doing, you're doing great. We can 
cut you up if you want. I'm. I mean, no, we're not gonna <laughs> cut you up. I meant we can talk in between if you want. Please cut me up and eat me like Hannibal. I am not Hannibal. <laughs> we are not getting into the Hannibal fandom today. No, sir. Oh, no. no way. We are not. We are not unpacking that today. <laughs> unpacking it like a savory meat. No. <laughs> we are throwing that whole suitcase away right now. <laughs> okay. I get you with the art thing. It's so much easier for me to just reblock something and toss in some like, oh man, this, like you said, this slaps or this is amazing. I love the lines. Uh, the outline is so great. Colors are great. Shadows are great. It's easy to like pick one little thing and just kind of like focus on it and just throw it out there. But with Fix, it's like you spend a lot of time reading it and you got to come up with a response that really encompasses all those emotions that you felt throughout reading it. And it's it's harder, but it's so much more worth it at the end of the day when you find it. Mm -hmm. I think I actually love writing comments for Fix, especially if like you get to talk to the author through writing comments, because why wouldn't you? It's a fake that brought you so much enjoyment and probably had some interesting points that caught your attention and like picking up on those and saying, hey, this was such a cool plot point. I love this line. How did you come up with this? What's the background for this? It's like a premium uh, privilege of getting to talk to the author maybe throughout your comment or also just reading that fic again and paying attention to all the parts that that you love. It's another way of mm -hmm. experiencing a fic again. And mm -hmm. I think it's really worth it as a dedicated reader. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah, but the thing with the author responding back in my experience is that a lot of times you don't know where you want to cut off that communication. Like sometimes you just feel really rude if you don't respond back to the author or just how far it's supposed to go. I don't know if that's just me, but I feel really awkward just going back and forth forever. Yeah, but that's the fault of AO3 not having a DM function, which is dumb. I get that. Yeah, AO3. Yeah, because it's an archive. It's not a social media. That's the whole premise behind AO3 is that it's an archive. Yeah, but fanfiction.net had one. Yeah, and fanfiction.net is inundated with ads for a reason and AO3 <laughs> cannot do that. It's yeah. a free archive and the reason it gets to be a free archive is because of that. So yeah, it's annoying. But... Which is why you plug your social media. Yeah, pretty much. For sure. I see that a lot. But yeah, I think commenting on someone's fake and then maybe getting a response from the creator can also lead to you connecting on social media. I think if someone comes to you and you recognize their name from, hey, they left that super long and thoughtful comment on my fake, you're definitely going to be like positively inclined towards them, right? Mm -hmm. You fall in mm. love. It's clear and easy. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get married instantly. You, you start planning your wedding day. Can I marry your fic <laughs> and your writing? Like one day I got a comment asking me about on my bird fic about like what kind of bird coon was and all of that stuff and just interested in my writing. And I was like, time to get down on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> it's forever. You're stuck with me. Yeah, as a creator, when someone genuinely engages with your content, the amount of serotonin it gives you. Yes. Also, as like a consumer of that content, it's something that you admire, right? Mm -hmm. Reading a fic that's super well done or looking at art that dredged up some emotions inside of you. And if you could say something, something to the creator and they actually respond. I mean, it's kind of like a fangirl thing of like, 
oh, I get to talk to this person that I admire, but it's also like, I think a genuine, nice enjoyment of a positive human interaction, you know, of like, hey, mm -hmm. I like your content. Oh, thank you for liking my content. I will do more of it, which is just, I don't know. I think it's a very positive cycle, especially if you comment on someone's fake and tell them how it made you feel and makes them want to like re-experience their own creation through your eyes. I think that's mm -hmm. something very cool that is kind of specific to fandom, honestly. Yeah. For sure. Immediate feedback is definitely something uh, that we see just in, in fandom. You don't see that in bookstores. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, I admire the shit out of anyone who can, like, write a whole book. But this immediate close relation to the creator is something that I really admire and love about fandom communities. Yeah, it's a very fandom-specific experience. Yeah. And you're starting to see more authors coming from fandom. So they have that fan base already, even with their published mm -hmm. works. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It is. It's so interesting. And I remember reading Ellie's fic before I ever got to know her. Oh, God. And I was like, this is my shit. This is my shit, man. <laughs> this person is so good. I still can't believe people read that <laughs> before actually meeting me. <laughs> but on that point, I think through looking at somebody's content, you can also kind of judge how compatible you two are as friends. Mm. Like from the style and from judging what someone wants to give to the world and judges as important in their content, I think you can find out a lot about that person, like sense of humor, analysis and whatever. And I think that's a really cool way to connect to another person and say, hey, I want to know you more. Not from the typical real-world situation of, hey, you said something funny in a conversation, but your content, something that you created out of nothing, spoke to me. True. Yeah, I've gotten some asks and stuff that are like, I'm a silent fan, I'm a silent watcher of your content, and I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, worm. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a silent admirer, and I'm like, people in me? Like that one meme of the guy pointing at himself, like, me? That's how I feel always. Secret admirers. Don't self-deprecate. No, it's okay. It's awareness a little <laughs> <Fine>. bit. <laughs> Only you have to believe it in your heart. Yeah. I mean, someone's coming up to you and, and kind of exposing their, their feelings for your work. You just got to accept it. You can't be rude because it makes you feel good too. Yeah. Thank you for supplying the meme. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I have a question. So I, I mean, I write fake. I read a lot of fake so I'm aware of the feedback that comes with that. But what about art? How do you guys get feedback as artists? Uh, oh, yeah. Good question. Uh, so as an artist, feedback is actually like genuine feedback that you improve from is pretty hard to get, honestly, because with art, it's like you make good art and people just appreciate that. Or you make bad art and you get no engagement. There's there's really no in-between with art. So that's either the only way to get like real feedback on art is to get involved with an art-related community and engage there. So it's kind of like, yeah, uh, an art-specific community has better and more focused feedback to give. But when you're trying to make stuff for a particular fandom and you don't get the engagement you're looking for, it feels pretty bad shit man <laughs> it's intimidating for sure for anyone starting out but i mean it looks like there are communities out there right yeah i mean there's definitely art specific communities that you can engage with there's a lot of small corners focused for art 
Um, but the thing with art is that a lot of people hesitate on criticizing or pointing out anything that's like not that great with the artist because again, a lot of artists don't ask for criticism to begin with versus the whole culture with writing where people feel pretty free to give out criticism and comments on analyzing the content. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like we can talk about concrete all day. Yeah, the thing is that it's a lot easier to analyze writing than it is art if you don't have the background really necessary for it, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. But I also feel like a lot of people are hesitant. Like, Mm -hmm. I would never on someone's art that they put out for free for fun Mm -hmm. say anything negative. This needs, yeah, this needs improvement, like these lines. Unless they were like, (laughs) someone please give me concrete. And the thing is, a lot of artists are like insanely self-aware of their own flaws as it is. So even just saying any tiny amount of criticism just sends them spiraling. And that's a risk you don't want to take. And you shouldn't, I think. In my experience, starting out as a fan artist, you come into a community where you see all those amazing, super accomplished other people. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, how can I compare and obviously comparing isn't a thing that you should do, but just try and create something that you enjoy. But it's very, very hard to stop that. And getting and asked for criticism is just, it puts it in your face that all your doubts of, oh God, my shady line art is super noticeable. And the fact that the colors came out great doesn't matter in the fact that this particular part of it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think so it's important that you're, that you be really careful even in a art community where it's more normal to give feedback and like constructive advice on how to improve. It's important to judge if the person is in the mood for that or if they just are looking for some validation and support to keep going. Yeah, I think that's the major difference between like going to an art specific community for feedback on your art versus just, you know, posting fan art for particular fandom is that people aren't looking for criticism for their art. They're just looking for validation versus writers. I think most writers do actually want criticism and the ones that don't usually do mention it. So it's a lot of variation. So I do feel that writer culture can learn a lot from fan art culture in that people need to be nicer about at least not giving unnecessary criticism when unasked for. Yeah. Both are still free labor that the person is creator is making at their own expense. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in my experience, the main problem with comments as an artist isn't that people leave me too much or too little criticism is that they don't comment at all mm-hmm. yeah that's what i mean we could i mean we could talk about the reblogs to likes ratio all day but like even mm-hmm. when somebody reblogs it and doesn't leave a single tag on it i don't really understand why also just from a like organizational standpoint of don't you ever want to like find something on your blog again but also look i <laughs> I think it's that a lot of people sometimes just don't know what to say or if there's anything to say. Sometimes people just like looking at pretty art without having any deep thoughts about it. But honestly, then leave me the word pretty in your tags. Yeah. There's times when I have the energy to look at art and say, oh my god, I love your line art. I love the angle of this hand. It blows my brains out. And other days, Mm -hmm. I'm super tired and I just go, oh, this looks super pretty. But 
The nice thing about Tumblr is that it remembers your tags. It will remind me for however long I live that one time I spelled Edward Elric as Edward Ehrlich. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also it does have that pretty nice function of, oh my god, this looks amazing or pretty or any kind mm -hmm. of nice word. Mm -hmm. And if I, as an artist, go through my reblogs and look at, did somebody say something? Even one small word gives me joy. It's not just that I'm hurling pieces of myself out there into the void and it means nothing. But this one person acknowledged it. No? True. Yeah. yeah. I, you're actually the reason why I started leaving comments on art again after I didn't have the energy for a long while was just because you told me that and I was like, damn, I want to give that little bit of joy to someone. I want to give them just a little bit back what they gave to me, you know? Yeah, it could be someone that's new to the fandom and they're just not aware that we do read every reblog, every tag, everything that people put on there. I can confirm that artists stalk their tags. Like anyone who reblogs artists absolutely go and stalk the tags. Yes. <laughs> I stalk my tags religiously on um, my writing. But it's also that even just getting reblogs is really hard when you're like a beginner artist in a fandom and not one of the bigger artists. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's a big fandom. It's like only the main fandom people get tend to get reblogs and it's a lot harder to get noticed if you're a small starting artist. So I do my best to reblog the ones that have like 9 notes yes. or 12 notes or 12 likes. I'm like, I got you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna blast you. Yes. <laughs> Same. And honestly, I get a secondhand high if I found a cute piece of art that didn't have a lot of notes and I can put it on my blog and then I see that it shot to a hundred more. I get like, yeah, dude, I got you. You deserve recognition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It's like giving a nod. Using the power of social media for good. <laughs> half of my followers may be bots, <laughs> but the other half is going to love the shit out of this. <laughs> God, how many of my followers are bots? <laughs> Do you want to know? I don't. Because it'll make me sad. <laughs> I tend to just block the bots after a while. I don't notice. Well, I do notice the names when someone follows me because sometimes they're really <laughs> funny. Tell us the funniest name. Yeah. God, I don't. There's how many simps do you want? <laughs> how many? <laughs> there's someone who follows me that's like, why did I make this account? And oh, I'm like, oh, you know why. <laughs> but actually. You saying how many sims do you want is the perfect bridge to our next passage, isn't it? Our next message? Oh yeah. Fellas, folks, <laughs> fans, we have our creator spotlight and today it is on smoking waves. So we're not oh, sim time. Okay, it's sim time. Okay, go for it. Who me? Yeah. The number one simp. <laughs> Who me? <laughs> the number one simp. Number one simp. <laughs> number one simp. Called out. At the end of this podcast, we're going to send you a t-shirt that says that. So hang tight. <laughs> the official word. I was on this podcast for two hours and all I got was this t-shirt. And all I did was simp. <laughs> all I did was simp. <laughs> for smoke and wave. Okay. Dear listeners, I think Smoke and Waves is an amazing creator. 
and you should all read her facts because there is well not all of us <laughs> age appropriate fans yes reach the age appropriate fix and look at the i mean she has some sfw ones yes she does yes some really good ones yes. they're all good but be safe yeah. <laughs> yes look at the tags but they are appropriately tagged i'm pretty sure and yeah check the rating but anyway smoking waves is an amazing writer and there's just such a unique flow to their writing that for me reading her facts is always such an experience of like oh my god i'm in this scene and getting these emotions and it's just it's very emotive yeah there's just such a specific style of conveying the pov of a character that makes me feel really in this situation and mm -hmm. well there's also general points of super good characterization, like going into the specific dynamic of Kuhnbaum, predictably. <laughs> I think it's a really amazing depiction of their relationship in its high points, but also in its low points, where the communication isn't great, which honestly, she is a story of two men that refuse to communicate with the love of their life if they can avoid it in any situation. Which is hard for a relationship, especially a romantic relationship. And I think Smoke and Waves does an amazing job of showcasing Fantastic. where they come together and build each other up and have a beautiful relationship that helps each other grow, but also where it's a struggle and where they have to work on their communication to move forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude. I could talk for two hours more, but you guys also wanted to sim, so it's a common sim spotlight today. <laughs> My favorite thing is, I don't know how she conveys sarcasm so well in written form. It's like one of my biggest mm -hmm. things when I read it. I'm like, You've just given me the most ridiculous scenario and you're describing it in the most ridiculous way and I'm still hooked. How do you do it? I need to know the secret. Yes. God, the right. God, smoking waves writing. I love how versatile her style is. I remember I started reading Motion as my first fig of hers, probably a lot of us, and it's... Like most of the fans. <laughs> By the way, we're talking about the Tower of God fandom. Sorry, folks. <laughs> And like, it's very snarky and very sarcastic in the beginning. And I thought, okay, this is going to be like a lighthearted crack fake, which is amazing in its own right, you know? But then in this kind of very flow of consciousness where Bam just casually in his own very fitting characterization of Bam roasts everybody, suddenly there's this character scenes and these scenes that just have such an amazing atmosphere to them. It just... uh yeah, really amazing how you can go with a certain style and as long as you have a flow to it and connect it well, you can put pretty much anything in a scene and it works. It hooks you. Mm -hmm. Damn. I can't, I can't say it better than that. <laughs> I really, I really can't like talk about smoke and waves more eloquently than that. <laughs> For me personally, I really like the way she frames domestic scenes, like scenes that are just quiet moments between the characters. There's just a certain tension to it that she manages really well in each scene. And that's like, I think that's something a lot of writers do struggle with. And it's very enchanting to read. Yes. Yes. The way Smoke and Weaves handles it. God, just goals. <laughs> big goals, Honestly, man. Honestly, big goals. Shut up, Ellie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I definitely have to go back and reread more Smoking Waves because there's a lot of like really good authors and I, I kind of pick up little bits and things from each person. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's something about the way she writes that's, you know, I got to go back and, and learn some more and combine it with the other stuff that I've learned. And I think that's an awesome thing about reading fan fiction is that you're picking up little bits and pieces from every author. You become your own, but you just learn so much. And there's so much to learn from Smoke and Waves. Mm -hmm. And I think it also really builds to the characterization that, for me at least, I have of Kuhn and Baum. Because obviously every author has their own take on these characters. But sometimes a fic can really help you figure out a specific thing about the characters, right? And for me... Yeah. Reading, reading Smoke and Waves, writing, and especially Motion was really eye-opening to some aspects of their characters and their dynamic. And I think that's a pretty amazing thing to accomplish as a creator, that it doesn't only make me say, hey, I love this in your story, but to make me say, holy shit, I didn't see this about the character before, and you're totally right. This expands the canon characterization in my head, and thank you Smoke and Waves for that. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah, thank you, Smoking Waves. You helped me make Kunbaum fun, <laughs> like more fun. Yeah, because we don't get enough content in the actual <laughs> webtoons. So I feel like now 80% of what I have about the relationship is headcanons, but that's okay. God. Okay. Are we done simping? Because we can literally go all day about Smoking Waves. We could. But I think we're done simping for now. We're done simping for now, and I will just for now keep it to myself in the comments. <laughs> Simp number one. So you won't keep it to yourself, and you'll just, just... taking it somewhere else. That's fine. yeah. I'm taking it okay. where you guys don't have to put up with it. Same. <laughs> you say except. <laughs> In every Discord server we're in, it's just like, hey, do you guys remember? Hey, do, do you guys remember Motion? Do you not pull me do you off like that. Right now? Do you remember Motion? Is it Simpin time? <laughs> is it, fellas, is, is it Simpin hours? Simpin hours time? Fine, I will wear your fucking and it t-shirt. it always is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> send it to you <laughs> i have the kit to print for a price stuff if, you, if you actually so. do that i will make a selfie of me in that t-shirt and put it on tumblr okay it's done you've sealed your fate. number one smoke and wave sim you i accept it. my fate with <laughs> grace and honor <laughs> oh god right. i'll collect the information after the podcast i got i got you okay <laughs> hell yeah heck yeah so okay so Thank you, Smoke and Waves, for your writing. It is a blessing to this fandom. Bless. It really is. Thank you, Smoke and Waves. But don't go away. It's like all of the kids waving at their teacher on the last day of school. Like, thank you, <laughs> Mrs. Butcher. Butcher. <laughs> I don't know. Butcher, Butcher our hearts. Stitch them back together. We love what you. What kind of teacher is that? I mean, you guys, too, I am assuming, but I'm also fine using the plural my status. Mm -hmm. big words big big words so we created a survey so we have a lot of answers you guys about what you want and don't want from comments and how much you want comments so i love statistics we got answers from 19 writers 10 artists three theorists and four others and we have determined that a hundred percent of you want comments 
all of you, literally every single one who took the survey was like, yes, please give me that comment. Throw comments at me. I remember comments can mean a single like, love it. It could be an essay. It could be a simple critique like, I really like these colors or the shading is pretty awesome. Just anything, anything at all counts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it makes the creator feel like they're not just throwing bits and pieces of their soul into the void. They're actually getting engaged. It means something to the people who see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, 75% of those people want DMs. So, like, don't be afraid to DM your favorite artist or author or theorist and be like, hey, you hacking. Just slide into your DMs. <laughs> you wowed me today, fellas. That last thing you posted, oh, I'm still hurt. It still hurts me right here. <laughs> Where are you aiming, Rezzy? In my, my, my heart. <laughs> Sorry. I just assume that it's it's going to be my heart and uh, nowhere. Maybe my head? My, my knees? Your knees? You made me think and it hurt. <laughs> Why would my knees... I'm you not... made me think of my knees. <laughs> my knees hurt from getting down on my knees and praying to you. <laughs> nice save. Nice save. I clapped to you. <laughs> Phew. We did it. This is this is the not the late night. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so 66.7% of you say that comments are your favorite type of engagement. And I just think, yeah... So we have comments from you about your comments. Okay, how do how do I word this better? We have conversation from you feedback. about we have comments. Feedback. Stories. Feedback. Oh, big <laughs> words. I'm not smart enough for that today, <laughs> fellas. Thank you for your feedback. We have comments. We have feedback of your guys' fave type of engagement. And so someone said, comments for me make me realize that there is an actual person reading and enjoying my stuff, you know? I appreciate kudos and such, but it's very easy for me personally to see those numbers and not make the mental connection that those are real people. I get that a lot with kudos. I see a figure that'll have like 100 kudos and I'll have two comments and I'm like, what did I do wrong? Because the kudos don't mean anything other than somebody read it, but they didn't say anything so... Why not? What did I do wrong? What do you want from me? Right? Yeah. It just works, man. It just, it makes you feel better about your day. Like, personally writing fix. Kudos. I'm just like, oh, someone read this and thought that I was okay enough to click a button. But comments are like, someone read this and thought that it was so good that they had to say something to me, a real person, about this. Mm -hmm. It's also that kudos are just numbers in the end and like we all, all of us appreciate the numbers but when it comes down to it, it doesn't really feel concrete as an interaction. Mm -hmm. So uh, comments just feel a lot more concrete and real and it's like, you know, getting actual feedback on the things you're making and you do want feedback even just to, you know, know what uh, resonates with your audience in the future and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And also just like squeals. <laughs> send me, send me those button mashes. Oh yeah, all of the button mashing. Uh, with art, it's kind of like the same thing, right? If somebody puts a like on it, you're like, okay, well you you saw it. And then when you reblog it without any tags, it's like, well you wanted to share it, but what else do you have to say? And then when they reblog it and like it and toss some tags in there, it's like 
a trifecta. It's like I would marry that person. <laughs> I would just, you know, go down on one knee and propose to that person. Wow. See? We're doing a lot of knee harm today. <laughs> No, see, the thing is, it's like really, really rare to get tags or even just reblogs if you're not a major artist. So even just reblogs are a huge deal because that means, okay, this person thought my content is worth being seen by the people that follow them because Tumblr has this culture where it's like people are very specific about what they want on the blogs. So when people reblog you, and that's just a big deal as it is for an artist. Mm -hmm. So you're okay with me reblogging your Endorsia art like four times? Yeah, no, I'm fine with <laughs> Oh, sure, go for Magpie it. Magpie wanted it on her blog four times, and I gotta say, taste. Taste. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to cry. But also, I'm not on Twitter myself, but I think the culture on commenting is even more difficult there because you only comment in the retweets, right? Mm -hmm. So I think... Mm -hmm. I think it's even more difficult than just leaving tags on Tumblr because some people might get anxious about spamming and making Being a post posting. unreadable. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm just gonna plug my method again and say for your bad days where you don't have the energy to write a whole essay in the tags on how this content touched you, just think of one tag like, I don't know, beautiful art. This is so pretty. Oh, I love this. And Tumblr will remind you of it for however long you keep your blog and you can just use it. It takes less than one second mm -hmm. yeah. and it can really make someone's day. And for just to go back to Twitter, you can retweet with a comment or without it. But you also can leave a reply in there. And I've done that a couple of times. And man, they thirsty. They will eat up your comments. Uh, so definitely just engage with people. It's, it's really easy. It is. It's so easy. But also, I think for some people who haven't started it, it's kind of scary because it's like, oof, they're gonna see that. I know for me, when I first started my blog, I was like, people are gonna see what I have to say about them. And that was spooky. But then I just sort of went for it. You know, I'm a, I'm a diver in her, not a dip my toe in her. <laughs> and also, you can leave nice anon messages. One of my nowadays best friends, I started out by sending her anonymous ask on Tumblr saying, hey, I admire the shit out of your writing. You have such a beautiful style and it really touched me. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. And from that, it kind of evolved into talking through like private asks and answers on Tumblr to talking over Discord and now we've been friends for like two years, I think. And I recommend this experience to anybody. It's really, really cool to meet the people you admire, the people behind the content that you love, because, well, they're people. And mm -hmm. they're absolutely people. My guess is that if you like their stories, you like their sense of humor, you like what they think is important about, you know, in a fandom, this common thing that you enjoy then my guess is that you're going to get along and going to be able to have a nice conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get sappy. Yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> my favorite fanfic author I reached out to on Tumblr and on Twitter. And now we're, we're married. So to give you an idea of how important it is to engage with people and to share and explore feelings with people. I mean, they're there are real people on the internet. It's not just a blog. It's not just a dispenser for art or writing. 
you'll make lifelong friends. Yeah, there's an actual person behind there. Who knows? You can meet the love of your life. Just do it. Just throw caution to the wind. Write comments, y'all. You can get a wife. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> love letters. Write me comments. I might one day propose. Maybe you can get a wife. We already got some proposals of marriage today for comments. <laughs> so I'm just saying y'all's chances aren't looking that bad. It's possible. It's I'm living <laughs> proof it's possible. So go for it. Who needs <laughs> Tinder? Who needs Bumble these days when you can just comment on a fic? Damn right. And can I just say that it's really sweet that happened, Rezzy? Like that's that's a very meet cute kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> that's an adorable cute. Me. It's a fairy tale. Yes, a fandom fairy tale. It really is. Aww. Could this be the name for the episode? Fandom fairy tale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send in your love stories. We'll read them. Send in your love stories. Send in your fandom love stories. Love stories and friendship love stories. Friendship love stories. God, I love friendship love stories. But yeah, what I wanted to say is that engage with your authors like if you want them to make more content if you like their content engage with them tell them that's like the easiest way to motivate them to make more mm-hmm. but don't be demanding about it yeah don't yeah. be demanding yeah, don't about be like it. if you don't draw me this i'm not going to follow you anymore do not do that don't be like that just be like i really like this art if you made more i would really enjoy it there you go if you don't draw me more art i will destroy your kneecaps <laughs> do not be like that <laughs> Don't bring out the hooves. Don't bust out the, the, the bat. In, the hooves are only for people who demand art or writing from artists or writers, not for people who are respectful. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that leads us into our next comment. No, it doesn't. We had a good lead in earlier, but <laughs> then we brought out the hooves. <laughs> So their favorite type of engagement is comments because you actually get to hear what a person thought while reading your fic. And because it's not just an impersonal message, but an actual personalized comment. Mm -hmm. This comment exists only once in the entire universe, and it's on your fic. That's a nice feeling. It is. I just thought that was cute. It's very cute. That's true. It's personalized. Once. You only... God, that's so magical you know it's deep it's really it really do be like that sometimes so um god i just love that i just love that feedback it just once yeah just tell us what you liked you don't have to send an analysis for a fig you don't have to critique everything you don't have to say you know use all english terms and I failed English four times, God, <laughs> and I still write fake. You don't need to be an expert. Just say, I really love this scene. I really love this line that you gave this character. Just a little blip out there. Bam. It makes our week. Yeah. It. Oh, God. Blurris, this is a shout out to you. Thank you for all of your comments on my fakes. They're always my favorite part of my day. Blurris likes to leave. She's one of our friends. Likes to leave essays. Dude. On every little line and, and just chuckle fucks the hell out of <laughs> everything. Dude, her tags on everything that she reblogs. Be like Blurris. Be a Blurris, y'all. Tag everything. Leave essays. Be a Blurris. So we got feedback on fave types of comments. So someone said on stories, they like comments that mention details, like how they felt at a specific part. And on art, when they say they're going to use it for something, like phone backgrounds, etc., me with Riku, me, 
with Riku's art on my laptop background. There's so much art that I want to print out and put in my office once I move because I already have like a lot of fan art that I've purchased at conventions mm-hmm. on my wall. But there's something more personal because like this stuff, like I don't really know the authors. I mean, the, the artists, I just kind of like saw cool stuff and bought it because I wanted to support them. But now I'm really involved in this fandom and I want their art on my wall. Uh, speaking of printing, something I want to say is that if you're going to be printing someone's art, please definitely get their permission first for that. That's something people tend to ignore a lot and they really shouldn't. Please have to not get anything because people just print it without asking for their permissions. So yeah, if you want to print something for someone's art, ask them. Even for personal use, just kind of put them in the know that you're doing this. It also will encourage them to realize that maybe they need to sell prints because there's so many people that want to print this stuff out. Just we'll let them know that, you know, people really like their art. It's just another positive thing. Mm -hmm. I think even if you're a bit self-conscious about messaging a creator about like something that you want in that print, I think for the artist, they'd be overjoyed to know that someone admired their creation so much that they want to put it on their wall and look at it every day. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to hear that? Yeah, I mean, this is especially, okay, I'm sorry I'm taking over for artist stuff, but like, as an artist, it what happens is that you spend hours and hours on a piece and people look at it for barely maybe a second, five seconds, and then move on to the next thing to so to know that someone wants to look at it for much longer than that, for like multiple days. That's that's a huge feeling. I'm just thinking about your endorsia art again. <laughs> I'm gonna reblog it again. <laughs> I just wanted to stare at it for a really long time because there were so many details that I saw and liked and I just, I loved every second of looking at that. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I think it was on Tumblr that I saw this really cool piece of art of uh, Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. And I loved it so much that I messaged them privately and said, hey, do you have a print of this somewhere? And they went and they created an account on a print site and I bought it and I have it on my wall. Like, I encourage that. I I want to give you money. Yes, let me give you money. (laughs) Let me give you money for a high quality, because putting it on paper is just not going to be the same, right? I want high quality stuff. The art is really good. You put in a lot of time and effort. So I want the high quality stuff. So I encourage people that you reach that level of art, just create a spot and people will buy it. I will. Ellie. Ellie. What? Oh god. I need to buy your art. Yeah, I just I will out myself to my doormates about how much of a simp I am if y'all ever decide to fucking do prints of your work. If I have ever reblogged a piece of art from you, I want that on my wall, I assure you. <laughs> you have reblogged a lot of art. I'm I, mean, <laughs> I feel that <laughs> I don't have a lot of walls, but I do have a lot of blocks. (laughs) I think that's the biggest problem that I have, is I don't have enough space, but I want it all. Just plastered. Absolutely fucking plastered with fan art. Wait, no, I have, I have, I will have four. Oh, that's a dream. It really is. It is the dream. I will also, well, I think if I take a girl into my room, it will be... Because she has accepted the fact that I am and will always be a simp. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> weep. The requirement is that she must also simp. So yeah, I think you'll be okay. We just sit on the bed, and I'm just like, and this is from M, and this is from Riku, and I really love this one by Ellie. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> What's another comment we got? Another comment we got. Another comment on comments. Um. I like comments that point out their favorite things about the story or wanted to start a discussion about what they think the story was. I like long comments that point out tropes I may have used unexpectedly or the way certain things are phrased. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because usually I don't really, I don't have big brain. So when it comes to like... <laughs> you have the biggest brain, Rezzy. No, I, when it comes to like thinking ahead and try to break apart a story... I just enjoy it and I have one of the fics that I've been reading that's really intricate and I'm sure they've dropped plenty of hints on what's going to happen next and they've even mentioned it in the other comments, but I'm just there to enjoy it. <laughs> I would, I can imagine how exciting that must be for someone to engage them and be like, yo, I saw this hint here and I think this is what's going to happen next and I can't wait to find out if that's real or not, etc. Et and honestly, as a reader and commenter, I also recommend the experience of rereading and then commenting because then you have more of the knowledge of what the author might have wanted to foreshadow and shed and then you can point it out and be like oh my god i hate you so much for this line this hurts and they will they will, they will probably appreciate it they will get sadistic joy or i wouldn't put it past them or like me a multi-chap author <laughs> head empty head empty and you will give me ideas <laughs> like oh yeah i foreshadowed that Wink, wink. Totally on purpose. This goes out to note, especially for her All the Blue in the World wouldn't do without you, Fig, because I'm rereading it and there is so much foreshadowing and it's painful, but it's amazing. Ah, that's the hardest thing for me, foreshadowing. <laughs> I So far, I haven't dived into a multi-chapter fic yet because I'm so... I can't stick to a plot, so I always look forward to reading other people's works and I should focus on commenting more like that. Now that I realize that people really mm -hmm. like that. We're learning things. We're increasing our brain <laughs> density. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, and also as a reader, when you interact with an author, you also improve your own writing even as a reader when you're reading through an author's comments or just rereading the stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You learn to analyze. And as right. you analyze, you learn how to build your own stories. Yes. I think, yeah, it's... You point out what, what worked and what was the most emotional, the most touching part for you in the story. And on the one hand, I think it's just nice to kind of have that experience again for yourself because obviously it's something that you enjoyed. But also it feeds into your your brain, into what like it's important in the story, what works and what does not work. So yeah, you profit, same as the author, in writing a comment. Yes. It's a win-win scenario. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to go from this to talking about comment etiquette. Like what we should and shouldn't say and what is the proper time for constructive criticism. So we have a comment or we have feedback. I'm, I'm getting it, guys. I'm learning, I promise. <laughs> Someone really... Just, I love this comment. I love this feedback so much. So, set the scene. You're here with us, immersed. And now, the feedback. Getting a positive comment 
Even as simple as OMG this, or a mile-long floating comment box analysis of your work with glowing review, is such an amazing mood booster. Sometimes art or writing is cathartic for the creator, and connecting with someone who vibes with your work, even if only in the passing few minutes of surface-level interaction, it helps. A lot. People should do it more. But if there is any intent to harm, the slightest graze of ill intent, it can be soul-crushing. Devastating. It's a fine line we creators walk when putting ourselves out there, often treading the border between success and failure. People should remember that on the other side of that screen, behind the art and the text, the facade of a social media presence, is another living world, another human being, someone like you or me. Sometimes all it takes is a single person, a single word, a few seconds of interaction to uplift them or to put them down for good. So I ask in return, how are you communicating with the creators you love? Do they know how much you like their work? Give them a virtual reminder that you're one of the few who loves their work and help them feel good about it, brightening their day. It only takes a few seconds. Bravo. Yeah, I think it's hard to add anything on that, but... Yeah, that's very secondly. You know, just we can all try and make it so that the creators are assured that it's not the few who love their work, but the many. Uh-huh. Yeah, more than anything, those numbers, they're pretty numbers to look at with those comments. That's what yep. makes it real. And this leads us into talking about comment etiquette, because if there's any intent to harm the slightest graze of ill intent, it can be soul crushing, devastating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, comment etiquette. I think in general, it's really, really easy to not be an asshole to people making <laughs> content for free. <laughs> But people still often are assholes and like, don't be that. Just please, any content creator is making this content for free, for consumption. They're making it for themselves, but also for other people. And they're making it for free. They're not getting paid for this. And it's a labor of love. And I think that's something that's very important, the labor of love part. Because when people start reacting negatively to something you've made out of just genuine passion, it sort of ruins your feelings towards anything you create. And that's something that can stick with people for a really long time. I think it's, as you said, since it's a labor of love and not a job that you do, it's a lot more personal. Like Mm -hmm. you're really putting a piece of yourself, something that exists just because you wanted to bring it into the world out there and you're sharing it out of well, sure, validation, but also it's an act of generosity, in my opinion, that authors and artists share their art online and let other people see it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, why would you be an asshole about it when you could also just choose not to? Yeah. And I guess we need to define what being an asshole <laughs> about it is, because it can be something as easy to tell, easy to spot as, like, this fucking sucked, cuck, go, <laughs> go away. Oh, God. I'll stomp you with my hooves. No, hoof stomping <laughs> is only for positive. Honestly, I think fandom culture has evolved beyond the point where we just tell each other shitty things, like, oh, this sucks, why did you write this, or why did you make this? I mean... But sometimes people are still really weird about mm-hmm. it. But it can be as something as easy to spot as that or as difficult to spot as like just there are some comments that asking or demanding for more content being passive aggressive is definitely one that I can tell that hurts me personally. Don't be passive aggressive about it. 
examples, comments on that would be, for example, saying, I like your story, but you could have written it a lot better if you did this. That that hurts. I'm sorry, that's being an asshole. Oh, that's not being constructive. Yeah. That's not helping anyone. Write your own fake if you... <laughs> Write your own fake if you don't like it is pretty much the general consensus on those kinds of comments because it's so passive-aggressive. Heck, say that. Be like, I love this idea, but I have another one. I'm going to go write a fake about it. You inspired me to go write. Yeah. There you go. Now yeah. you're not an asshole. Oh, God. Do you guys ever get those comments which are like, I really like this idea, but what if you did this? I and haven't it, yet. Yes. But... <laughs> you can write that. You can do that. No one's stopping you from doing that. Let me write my own idea. Or give me money. Give me money. <laughs> One of the passive ones are, I really like this. I would like you to continue with this. And it's like, okay, I don't want to do that. I obviously just posted it as a completed work for one reason, because it's complete. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> over and done with. Thank mm -hmm. you. Have a nice day. You may, you may now leave. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, assuming about someone else's work that is kind of an like more subtle asshole move i think mm -hmm. for some people it genuinely isn't out of the intention to to hurt or offend the author but they generally don't know that by yeah. saying hey yeah could you could you write more about this you're pressuring them and you're not appreciating just what you got if a creator has their commissions open you can ask them exactly to create what you want them to create and if they're comfortable with it then great you got yourself a deal but just making an ask for requests is something that's I think bad etiquette because it just puts pressure on the creators like yeah you have to do things this way or I will no longer support you and that's just dumb because fandom is about sharing things freely and just appreciating our common passion for this. Well said. Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of a very delicate balance between letting the author know that you want more of their content, but also just overpressing it. Like, I don't mind if people are like, oh, I'd love to see what you come up with next, or I'd love to see what you have planned for the future. But when people get passive aggressive about it and start being like, oh, I wish you had continued this, it sort of becomes a little irritating. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just me, but when... Yeah, it's in the tone. Yeah, it's it's very in the tone. Very much so. My wife has a very long multi-chapter fake and she got burnt out because all of the comments ended up being not about the story, but oh, when is the next chapter? When is the next chapter? When is the next chapter? It's like, come on. Mm. Anything else to motivate that next chapter would be great, except just demanding it. Yeah, like tell people maybe what you might be looking forward to seeing in the next chapter, maybe what you liked in this chapter. That's good engagement. Mm -hmm. And quality engagement. That's what we're looking for, folks. Or even just telling them, oh, I really liked what you did in this chapter. So I'm going to admit, I think I towed the line on one of my comments the other day. Because the author is delving into some touchy subjects. So mm -hmm. I voiced my concern in the comments mm -hmm. saying like, uh, you're really towing the line on this. And it's kind of starting to get a little uncomfortable, but I appreciate that you're writing this. And they responded with saying, like, I totally understand that, but I want to assure you that I won't cross that line. And as as a reader, I, I kind of realized that bonds that we don't appreciate enough between writer and reader, that it is a two way street. Like we do mm -hmm. as writers, we do read all those comments and we do want to make sure we do want to know when people start to get uncomfortable with topics 
But don't be an asshole about it. Don't be like, oh, I can't believe you're writing about abuse. This is horrible. You're supporting abuse. Like, no, you don't understand the point of the story. Maybe they want to explore those topics. So like, that's one of the great things about engaging, you know, not to assume and, and ask questions. On Rezi's point, I think, like, even assuming someone did a bad or questionable job on portraying a touchy subject, like, for example, abuse, I think it's still very much in the tone of how you phrase your criticism on the results that you're gonna get. Because if you're just gonna go in there and yell, oh my god, I hate this so much, this uh, ruined my life, don't ever write again. Like, you haven't taught them anything. Don't do that. I think if you if you voice your criticism, which may be a valid criticism, in a way that's still respectful and doesn't tear the other person down, because I'm just generally assuming that nobody wants to portray a story that glorifies terrible things like abuse or racism. But, you know, we're all not perfect and people have different backgrounds and perspectives on these things. So if you come in there and tell them specifically, hey, this is the part that made me a bit uncomfortable. This is how it could be done better, maybe. This is a learning experience. And I like, I'm assuming that before that you like their content. So they're going to do better in the future. But if you just go in there and yell that they're going to be cancelled, you haven't achieved anything mm -hmm. okay i'm assuming you vented your your anger in the moment but like you haven't changed their mind mm -hmm. yeah that's a good good argument the last thing I'd, I'd like to add to Rezi and M's points is that sometimes even if it's something that genuinely makes you uncomfortable or something you don't like it's okay to back out it's perfectly okay to back out and say this is not your thing and you don't have to go and throw hate at the writer for something that's not your thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just like or enjoy different things and it's perfectly okay to just back out because just throwing hate at a writer might make you feel momentarily better but it could potentially tear down a person's entire self-confidence and it's just not worth it. Yeah, like the old don't like, don't read still holds true because so many things are just your personal preferences on what you want to see in a story and other people don't care about yeah. and what you find super gross or boring and other people love it. So, you know, you find it's not for you, as Ellie said, backing out is an option. Mm -hmm. But also this requires fake authors, artists, I'm watching you properly tag your works please oh god please tag your work please tag your triggers please tag anything that's worth tagging and if the rating changes announce it very early as soon as possible yes like even if you're just contemplating that you might need to change the rating in future just you know convey that to your audience communication from both sides mm-hmm mm -hmm. Which I think is our lesson of the day. Communication? Communication. Our lesson of the day today, <laughs> listeners, is communicate. Don't act like toddlers and throw tantrums and, you know, just communicate. <laughs> Don't learn how to not communicate from your favorite fan fiction. Uh, those are just fluff. Okay. <laughs> Actually talk to people and learn to communicate. Communication <laughs> is the... Did you just call out all fanfiction out Tell there? people you love them how Kroon will never do. Oh, you really called him out. He barely got to the hug 
Um, what are yeah, you... he's gonna die for it soon. I know it. What are you demanding? From <laughs> it only took him ten years to hug someone. <laughs> Please do not. Take... Hasn't he built up enough hug karma? Please do not take ten years to tell your favorite author or artist that you like their content. Please no. do not do that. Take five minutes out of your day to just be like, I love this, and that's it. That's all. Start there. It's not even five minutes. Well, five minutes because like five seconds. people get anxious and they're like, Oh my god, uh, how do I write this? And maybe I should say this. Maybe I should say that. You mean you? Oh, don't call me out like that. <laughs> how dare <laughs> I wanted to be inclusive and you called me out we're just trying to be fair just keeping whether it, it takes you five seconds or five minutes <laughs> yes whether it takes you five seconds or five minutes give the comments you want to see in the world mm -hmm. wow that's deep wow. and just know it will be your own unique contribution in the world to this author into the feelings. I gotta say, the Tower of God fandom has been so thirsty for content that we have been very communicative lately in leaving comments and intent. <laughs> we are we are all starving. very starving. Please give us more content. I'm sure there's plenty of other <laughs> fandoms that are going through the same thing. I'll do it, Rosie. <laughs> hunter, hunter. Yeah, a lot of smaller fandoms go through that. If you're not a big fandom, you're pretty much starved for content. We go through droughts. Even big fandoms, Please. you you know, you end up with your your top creators, and then all of the lower creators, the newer creators, get lost in that in that mm -hmm. field. So definitely pour some love to your lesser known uh, writers, creators. Yep. Hell yeah. Pour some love everywhere. Just. Love all day, every day. <laughs> Cut <Hippie>. that out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that one in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get bullied for like that. Like I guess the t-shirt with love all day, every day. <laughs> Shut I'm up. gonna send you that shirt. I'll wear it reluctantly <laughs> because it was made from a friend with love. <laughs> so this brings us to the end of our episode. And we all just want to thank you all for listening in. And I personally want to thank M for thank being you, such a wonderful guest. Thanks, M. Thank you, M. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. So be sure to check out our socials in the description down below and catch our other podcast, Turtle Talk. Have a wonderful day or a fabulous night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye -bye. Goodbye. Oh, Close your eyes and think of Bingus. Bingus ASMR. Feel how soft. Feel Bingus the Bingus. Is. Imagine. So soft, so velvety. Petting Bingus's back. Just the gentle brush, brush. Stop. You could feel <laughs> its little spine, every bone. You can it feel what? It shivers because it's so cold because it has no hair. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate you guys. <laughs>